This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. If you have a Bible, can you turn to John chapter 14? John chapter 14, I'm going to read a few verses this morning. going to unpack God's Word a little bit this morning before we uh, take communion together as a church and then have a moment of silence just celebrating, honoring uh, the sacrifice um, of the past and currently of our team. Remember, thankful for our country today. If you're not, if you're not, go travel. And the more you travel, the more you realize how good we have it here. And uh, we are very thankful as, for a nation and uh, very thankful for those that serve today. John chapter 14, I'm going to read, start reading just in verse 6. John, if you don't have a Bible, you'll see it on the screen behind me. John chapter 14, verse 6. Are you awake this morning? Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to see you. If you're wondering, we're a talking church. We're a loud church. We like the lights dark, the music loud. Come on. And uh, we like our jeans tight. All right, we're just, we're that team. We're that church. John chapter uh, 13, 13 verse 6. 14 verse 6. And Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Let me read that again because it was so good. And Jesus told him, I am the way the truth, and the life. I've learned this. People are still looking for direction. They're still looking uh, for truth, and they're still looking for life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. I'm going to jump over into Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. You'll see this version behind me. It says, Jesus is there. He has made a way for man to go to God. He gave his blood that men might worship God the new way. The new way. The blood of Jesus tells of better things than that which Abel used. He has made a way for man to go to God. Today, for the next few minutes, if you're taking notes, you can just write this down, this title. This thought that I just want you to think about today, just kind of marinate in your, as you think today about God's word and this Remembrance Day and on this Communion Sunday, this thought, you can't get there from here. You can't get there from here. Any note takers? Anybody take notes in church? Yeah, you get a better seat in heaven. I can't prove that, uh, but that's what I like to say. Can we pray one more time today? Father, I thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for your word. It changes lives. God, I thank you that this is more than just uh, a meeting. This is more than an event. God, we are a part of the living church. And God, your word is living, which means it changes us. We cannot read your word and not be changed. And Father, I thank you this morning for every guest that walked in here, people that may love you and people that may be still figuring this whole thing out, I'm thankful that they're here today. And I pray today they leave here not impressed with a church or a band or a speaker, but overwhelmed with your love and your goodness. Father, I pray today that we would hear your word and leave here more like you and more in love with you. And again, Lord, I just pray all the snow that is forecasted for us this winter would go to Moncton. Father, send it to Moncton. And everybody said... If you're from New Brunswick, <clears throat> get ready. Okay. You ever been stuck somewhere and you couldn't get home? If you travel, I don't know, maybe you're a salesman, maybe, maybe you travel for fun or for work, or I don't know, but you ever get stuck somewhere where you can't get home? It was earlier this year, I was doing a youth conference in Wisconsin, uh, and you can't spell Wisconsin without sin. There's a reason for that. Um, and I was in Wisconsin at this youth conference, and it was in, in the late winter, early spring, and this freak snowstorm came in. It was an honor to be there. 
But I had this requirement. I'm like, hey, we start at Nova, and it's the best place to be on Sunday morning. So I'll come to your conference in Wisconsin, but I got to be home for Sunday morning. So you just get me. I don't care if I get in at 3 in the morning or midnight, but just I got to be home in time to load the truck and be at church. And they said, we can make that happen. So uh, I was an amazing youth conference of 1,000 kids and great atmosphere, and God was doing stuff. It was awesome in northern Wisconsin. And, and nothing but cows and hills and cheese. That's all there is in Wisconsin. And this youth conference, which was awesome. And, it was right close to Green Bay and football country and, and a preacher's conference. It was awesome. I met some great people. And the next morning I was flying out, I woke up and pulled open the hotel curtains and the place was covered in snow. I know, I think, is this Moncton? No, it's not. It's Wisconsin. And, and snow was everywhere. I remember thinking at that moment going, I know enough about air travel and been around enough. I'm thinking this is going to actually cause some problems. So the, the host said, it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. We're going to get you to the airport. It's going to be good. He gets me to the airport, and I walk up to the counter, and there are people lined up everywhere. And I said, listen, I'm just trying to get to Halifax. I'm going through, I'm going through Boston or, or D.C. I'm going through. I'm coming into Halifax. And this gate agency, I'm sorry, but no planes can land today with this airline. No planes have landed. And because no planes have landed at this small airport, they, there's none to take off. I said, but you don't understand. i got to get home. Like, like, there's a church waiting for me. Like, uh, I need to get home today. I don't care if you're going to send me through every single city in North America, but I need to be home tonight. You need to get me to Halifax. They said, where's, where's Halifax? And they look it up. and like, and this was, this was the quote, I'm sorry, sir, you can't get there from here. I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't understand. I'm at a youth conference in Wisconsin. It smells like Axe body spray and cheese. I need to get out of here. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, sir, you can't get there from here. We get together in a huddle. We start making plans. This one guy from Detroit, he's like, I'm driving. It was like a nine-hour drive. He's like, I'm driving. He rented the car and started driving through snow and sleet to get home to his church plant. So I'm like, what are we going to do? People got, we can't. I said, when can you get me out? They're like, probably Tuesday. I'm like, that's not good. If this was Hawaii, I would sacrifice, but it's Wisconsin. You know, and I thought, come on, this has got to get something moving here. I'm sure the cheese is binding things up, but let's get things going around here. And I think that's a good idea. Uh, sorry. Sometimes my jokes are grating. Sorry. Sorry, we're going to keep moving. Uh, <laughs> right now, what's happening right now is a battle. Do I keep saying the puns in my head? <laughs> How many are thankful I'm going to move on? Uh, if you don't like puns, there's a lot of great churches in this city. This is not the one for you. <laughs> if, you're, if you like puns, welcome to church. I said, what are we going to do? And this host looked after me, this young youth pastor, and he's like, no, we got to get you home. we got to get you home. And he went to another airline and said, do you have planes landed, taken off? They said, we have one. He said, I don't care the cost. Here's my credit card. It was the church's credit card. He's like, here's the credit card. And he went and bought me a brand new ticket. Because I've learned this with airlines. They don't need to look after you if it's weather related. They don't have to put you in a hotel. They don't have to do anything. And this one airline said, you can't get here from, you can't get there from here. He went over and made away with another airline. They said, we can get you out in an hour. I remember sitting home that night, and my other guests from that youth conference are Instagramming snowbanks. And they're like, wait a minute. How did you get home? We're stuck here until Tuesday. I can't get to Oklahoma. I can't get to California. How did you get home? I'm like, man, he made a way where there was no way. I love our city. I love our city. And we have some friends in town visiting. We're talking about our city and the growth in our city. And I love our city is growing right now. More people, more opportunities, big buildings. I say build a stadium. I say build everything. Let's, let's go big. Come on, people. Bigger highways, bigger buildings. Let's just, let's just have fun. And I just love growth. And, but I love coming across old pictures of our city. And you're going to see one here of our bridge 
uh, in our city before they built it. Maybe you hadn't seen that. Maybe some of you were alive to see that happen. I don't know. But, but this, before there was bridges, there's another picture here. You see another picture showing the bridge. They started building. I think that's from last week, actually, because that bridge is always shut down. But there was a time in this city where there was no way across the harbor with your car. My grandfather, who grew up in this city, used to work on the Halifax waterfront. He used to tell stories. He'd go, Mike, if you wanted to go to Dartmouth, you couldn't get there from here. He's like, you had to go uh, the long way, out into Bedford, into Sackville, and go around. He's like, if you wanted to go right over there, you couldn't get there from here until they built this bridge. I love looking at those pictures, and I was on the bridge last night, and I'm enjoying it. I can't help but think today about communion, think about remembrance, Day. think about where we are, and it's this thought right here, is that so many people are stuck in a place far from God. We built this church for people we've never met that are far from God, and our goal as a church is to help people that are far from God become close to God. That means if you know God, that you're closer to God today than you were yesterday, that you're growing in your faith. But if you don't know God, you feel like God is a million miles away, you're not sure what to think about God, this is the place for you. But we've realized our culture is far from God. The Bible teaches that we are born for a life of divine connection and divine purpose. We honestly believe that, that, that many people would say it this way, there's a God-sized hole in their soul and a sin-filled gap in their life, and they're separated from God. They don't know why, but they're missing something, and they feel a million miles away, and that life of divine connection and divine purpose, they say, we can't get there from here. They're in their jobs, in their homes, in their life, in their schools, and they feel like there's a place of purpose and divine connection. There's got to be a reason why we're here. There's got to be more to life than just getting married and getting a job and retiring. There's got to be more, but I can't get there from here. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2 in the message version says, Look, listen, God's arm is not amputated. He can still save. That's a good verse right there. God's ears are not stopped up. He can still hear. There's nothing wrong with God. The wrong is in you. The wrong is in us. Your wrong-headed lives caused the split between you and God. Your sins got between you so that he doesn't hear. Here's what I realized. It's a divine craving, but there is a gap that our sin and our lives have put between us and God. It's a craving. Cravings. You ever get cravings? Get cravings. Cravings, and we have a craving as a, as a culture and as a world for divine connection, and we can't identify it, but we can feel it. The earth feels the cravings, and we try to ignore it, push it off. We try to ignore it. We try to escape it and fill it with everything else, with people and substances and entertainment, and we try to escape it. We try to numb it, and we also try to work for it. This divine connection, think if I can just try harder, be more. Listen, here's the realization. You can't earn it. You can't escape it. You can't ignore it. You can't run from it. But I realize this. You can't get to a divine connection. You can't get there from where we are. You can't get there from here. People think if I'm good enough, if I volunteer enough at the PTA, if I volunteer enough at the food bank, if I come to church, there are people that come to church, even this church, trying to get there from here by working it. My friends, you can't get there from here. 
If I give enough money in the plate, we believe in giving, but you can't earn your way to heaven and divine connection of feeling God in your life. You can't sing enough. You can't be good enough. You can't uh, watch your language enough. You can't um, live a certain way. You cannot earn it. So many people are trying to be good, and we have churches, people checking a box going, if I can just go to church, check the box, if I can just go and be there, maybe I can get there. My friends, I want to remind you today, you can't get there from here. You can't work it. You can't earn it. And you can't escape these cravings. Hebrews 12, 24. Jesus is there. Let's read it again. He has made a way for man to go to God. He gave his blood that men might worship God in a new way. The blood of Jesus tells of better things than which, than which Abel used. Abel earned it. He gave. And that's how he got there. I'm so thankful today that he made a way. Jesus made a way where there was no way. Jesus gets us from where we are to where we belong. Jesus became a bridge. And that picture we saw today of a bridge, every time I see the bridges in Halifax or if I'm in a city with bridges, every time I see a bridge, I think of Jesus Christ. Jesus became the bridge to get us from where we were to where God wanted us to be. He stretched his arms on a cross and made a bridge, said, no, no, you can get there from here. I will be your bridge. I will make a way where there is no way. That's why we celebrate today. And in a moment, that's why we're going to have communion. We remember that we couldn't get there from where we were. But Jesus stepped in and said, no, no, no. That, that, that God-sized hole that you have in your soul, that, that, that sin-filled gap that is separating you from God, I will make a way and be a bridge, and I'll get you from where you are to where you need to be. And we thank God today for that. I'm so thankful today. He became a bridge. Many in this room know this truth. You know this truth that God's a bridge. Today, communion, the Bible says, do this often in remembrance of me. Why do we share communion? I grew up in church, a great church, but sometimes in my own life, I deal with, maybe you deal with the get used to's. You ever deal with the get used to's? You just get used to. Isn't that, well, that car that was new? Man, just love this car. It's so, and after about a year, you get used to that car, right? You need a new car. That phone that came out, that was amazing. Look at the features. All of a sudden, we get used to it. And we grow up in church, and we grow up, maybe you come to church, you think, oh, communion. I want to remind you today on this Remembrance Day where we honor the men and women that have served and do serve. I think it ties in perfectly with communion today that we remember and value what God did in our lives. The get used to's. I struggle with the get used to's. Remember marriage? When you first got married, the excitement of finding someone, in my case, that would actually marry me, that was a big deal. Then the butterflies. No, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. Remember, some of you are like, I'm 60 years married, and I still have that. Okay, you know, remember that? No, you hang up first. None of us will hang up. Let's fall asleep breathing, you know. <laughs> what was that noise? Nothing, you know, like awkward, you know. And the butterflies and the newness and marriage, the, 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 the dreams of a future life, and sometimes the get-used-tos get in. And we go from that to moments of it feels like you're just with a roommate who owns half your stuff. We get used to marriage. We get used to things, don't we? That's human nature. What was once vibrant and new and fresh becomes the get used to's. Maybe it's, it's kids. The miracle of childbirth. Like it is a miracle when kids are born and conception and that whole miracle of life and growing and, and giving birth and then the wonder of it all and then the responsibility. You see these kids and you over, I remember I never drove home slower than the, the first day I drove my Josh home from the hospital. I took Bedford Highway, not Dare the Highway. We, I had bubble wrap around the car. Come on, I, I drove 20 kilometers an hour. Everybody was uh, a potential threat to this car. Why? The newness, the responsibility, the, the awe. And I used to lay on his floor and listen to him breathe at night. The newness of having a child, then to get used to is get in. 
You just see them as little beings that make a mess and smell and you drive around everywhere and did you clean that up and where do you gotta go next? And they get used to getting. Sometimes we do that with children. Sometimes we do this with freedom, don't we? Remembrance Day, there's a struggle as a nation because the last great conflict, the veterans are, are, are passing away and the stories aren't being told. And There's a struggle now to get people to remember on Remembrance Day. It wasn't that long ago that the fate of our country had not yet been decided. I love watching Second World War and First World War, but there was a time we didn't know if we were going to make it through. The convoys lined up in our harbor. Young men and young women going off to war, many not coming home. The last person killed in the First World War was a Nova Scotian, two minutes before the ceasefire. But there was a time, evil was so global, we weren't sure we were going to make it. We thought, if Britain falls, and they were close to falling, I don't know if there's hope for us, we ain't going to make it. There was a time that freedom was precious. And the get used to's come in, and now we just see tax dollars being spent. Isn't it amazing how that happens? That was once fresh and vibrant and true, all of a sudden becomes common and average. We do that with freedom. We also do that in our salvation. Some of you had an experience with Jesus. Maybe it was six months ago. Maybe it was 60 years ago. But when Jesus came into your life, there was this awe of Jesus loving us. Like, God loves me just how I am. The awe of him forgiving us, thinking, you don't know where I've been but you do, and you still choose to love me and forgive me, helping us. And we couldn't get enough of Jesus. We talked to him all the time in the car, in the shower. We sang songs that no one ever heard or should hear. Just sang all the time. Smile on your face. Remember when Jesus came into your life, some of you? Remember the hope that you felt, the joy you felt, the forgiveness you felt, this life that came into you, but then the get used to's come in. And sometimes we just show up. And we think we're doing God a favor by putting some money in the bucket and putting a butt in the seat. We think, oh, I just did, my, I did God a favor. I showed up. The get used to's get in. My friend, we must fight the get used to's in our life. We must fight it with our nation with freedom. We must fight it with our spirit and salvation that we have to be thankful today and remind ourselves that there is no freedom without sacrifice. There's no freedom without sacrifice. Freedom isn't free. We have young people in this room today. You need to know that we're enjoying this today because people realize freedom isn't free and they gave their lives. Financial freedom isn't free. If you want to have financial freedom, what do you got to do? You got to sacrifice in budgets. You got to sacrifice in spending. Health freedom. You have to sacrifice with exercise and your diet. Why? Because freedom isn't free. National freedom. We are free as a nation today because of battlefield sacrifice. Spiritual freedom. We're here today because of our saviors sacrifice because Jesus gave all we have freedom today our freedom was his sacrifice we were far from God and we couldn't get there from here but Jesus made a way communion is our reminder that we couldn't get there from here communion is our reminder today today I want to remind you if you're far from God you're like I don't know God today the Bible says you can know Jesus you can know if you died tonight you're right with God you know you're right for eternity, but you also can know that God is with you. He can make a bridge. You were born on purpose, with purpose. And by God making a bridge through his son Jesus, you can live a life of purpose today. Which means your, your eternity is set, but your today makes sense. There is a way today. Today I want to give you a chance to make that prayer today. All over this place, if you can just bow your head for a moment. We have some guests today, and maybe you've come for a while. You're like, Mike, I don't know God. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if you want me to pray for you. 
You make a decision today. I believe that freedom is in a decision. You say, Jesus, I want you to forgive me for my sin. And he'll remove that gap in your life. And you can know God today and know forgiveness and hope and joy. Know that God is with you and has a purpose for your life. In a moment, I'm going to pray and believe today will be the greatest day of freedom in your life. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you, on the count of three, would you just raise your hand and tell you, I'm going to pray for you right where you sit, if that's you. One, it's not everybody, but it's somebody today. Two, freedom's not free. Freedom comes from sacrifice. But because he gave it all, we get to be free today. If that's you all over this place, three, just slip your hand up as high as you can, and you can put it right back down all over this place. All over this place. You can put your hand right back down. I see that hand. You can put it right back down. Can we pray today? Can we pray? All over this place, can we stand to our feet, all of us together? Before we go into communion, which celebrates the bridge, we want to give you a chance to enjoy the bridge. If you prayed that prayer today, I'm going to pray a prayer. Can we all say it together to join with those that put their hand up? If you put your hand up today, when you leave here today, there's a card we gave you on there that says, I made a decision to follow Christ. Can you just fill that out and take it to the welcome wall? We just want to give you a gift. We're so excited. Can we all repeat this after me? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, say it with me today. Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you that you made a way. Thank you that you made it possible for me to be free. Forgive me for my sin. Help me in my pain. And come into my life. I give you all that I am. And I give you all that I need to be. Take control of my life. I love you, Jesus. Amen.